In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. May the Lord be in your heart, and help you to confess your sins with true sorrow. Bless me, my Father, for I have sinned. It has been years since my last confession. Yes, my son, Brett, you look like someone who does wank constantly. Yes, Father. Beyond what is considered medically or morally necessary. Yes, Father. Father Robert, I have a podcast. Oh, Dios mio. I will pray for you, my son. Thank you, Father. I'm not finished. I have a podcast, and I've had a lot of bad takes over the last oh. year. In nomine Patria, Filii, Spiriti Sancti. Oh, takes. Father, there's more. I'm, I'm not done. My son. Father, I have, a, I have a podcast, and I've had a lot of bad takes over the past year, but the ones I've come to ask for forgiveness for are my bad takes about Elizabeth Warren. I have been standing Elizabeth Warren for years, decades. Where in the Gospels did you see our Lord Jesus standing anyone, even Shonu? Nowhere, Father. But the bad takes, for all that I have stand her for a decade, the bad takes started almost a year ago when we did a episode about Elizabeth Warren's candidacy. Why, son? Why, my son, why? Why did you think anyone would give a fuck about your takes on Elizabeth Warren? Because I'm an idiot, Father. But other idiots do listen. Yes, Father, they do. Well, let us say a silent prayer for them as you hit this clip. In discussing her general candidacy, I said this. I like that she exists in the Democratic Party. I like that someone is capable of yelling at bankers. I will always appreciate uh, the fact that she shits on bankers consistently and largely says the right things about Afghanistan and military intervention. Do you still feel that she has a bead on foreign policy and also that she's giving it to the bankers? No, Father, I do not. Why she not? has. I'm sorry, no, you go ahead and talk. I mean, I'm just the father. I mean, I went to four years of divinity school at Vanderbilt, but you go ahead and interrupt me when you're in my confession. That's uh, fine. I'm sorry, Father Robert. No, that's fine. Please, I like it. No, you go ahead and have the floor whenever you want. Continue. Go ahead and talk about Elizabeth Warren in my confession. There's not a line. Yes, Father. Her foreign policy is now indistinguishable from any other centrist, and her commitment to attacking bankers seems suspect at best. My son, give praise and thanks to God for your good and sincere confession. As an act of penance, offer the Our Father twice and phone bank for Bernie. Yes, Father. There's more. I'm listening, my son. Same episode. To wrap up, said this. If she made it to the general, I would vote for her. Please forgive me, Father. Why has why that changed? Are you instead going to let the orange orangutan Cheeto in Chief win? Father, at this point, it would be questionable whether or not I would vote for her in the general because I no longer believe that she would be able to accomplish anything noticeably good for regular people. My son, do you not see the value in a good Christian man such as Timothy Geithner reprising his role as Treasury Secretary? No, Father, I do not see any value in that. I was going to say four Our Fathers, but given that this chapel is sponsored by Merrill Lynch, I say only two Our Fathers. Yes, Father. I trust we are done here today. Father, there's still more. How can that fucking possibly be? Father, that was it for a while. And then as recently as last week, after news of her vicious attack on Bernie came out, I said this. I think she'll deny it during the debate and make some vague references to trusting anonymous sources who probably misheard it secondhand, blah, 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 blah. She didn't do that, Father. Instead, she leaned into the attack. Why did she do that, though it was not morally or tactically sound? I don't know, Father. I, it seems are, like Bernie just got like $4 million of donations and upwards of 25,000 new donators, given how salient CNN's pull quote was. You know, the bit where they asked him what he said and then they ignored everything he said. Yes, I remember that bit, Father. I don't know why she did it, Father. But I believed her to still be good at that moment. At that moment? At that moment. I believed that she had been betrayed by poor advisors and was herself still a decent person, unwilling to plunge the knife, as it were. And I was incorrect. Do you feel that she has plunged the knife? Because it... Not effectively, no. Do you feel that she intended to plunge the knife? Yes. Yes, I do. Do you feel that she's a better technocrat than politician and that she's surrounded by some of the dumbest people in third wayism? lampreys that have attached itself to a fish that died basically 15 years ago under Clinton. I don't know who could deny that now, Father. In that case, five Hail Marys. Thank you, Father. And I assume we're done with takes. 
I have one more, Father. How Sorry. on earth could that be? You're wrong about everything. What sort of full-on degenerate would continue to listen to your takes? It boggles the mind. <laughs> it does, Father, yet it continues nonetheless. This world is ungodly. <laughs> yes, Father. If you must, I will hear your final confession. I truly believed her to still be a decent person, and so I said this. I kind of feel bad for Warren at this point. I'm so sorry, Father. Empathy is a good thing, my son. Why do you feel bad? Not only did she attack Bernie, but she listened to the dumbest fucking advisors to ever advise presidential campaigns. This would be the third one they've done this shit on, starting first with the Obama bros, then the Bernie bros in 2016, and now we have this bullshit in 2020. This is the third time they've pulled this. It has never been successful. They're the dumbest fucking advisors to ever walk the planet Earth, and yet they still get jobs. And she listened to them. Not only did she listen to them, she couldn't even pull it off effectively so that at least I could console myself with the belief that she was a competent politician. No. Instead, she fucked it up so it wasn't an ineffective attack that then helped Bernie, for which I am thankful, but just makes it all the worse for her. And then she's managed to steer the conversation to the point that even the dumbass lib media like New York Times has decided that now is the time to reframe this entire presidential election cycle as a referendum on gender. That is what we need to be talking about in the year of our Lord 2020. Not whether or not the seas are going to rise to kill us. Not about the fucking concentration camps. Not about people dying without medical care. We need to talk about whether or not mediocre female politicians deserve to win. That's what it needs to fucking be about. So no, Father, I no longer believe she deserves that compassion. I hear you, my son, and it seems on this topic you have clarity. Yes. But on the topic of the perpetual wanking... Uh, no, 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 not yet. That's still the case? Yes, yes, Father. All right, well, the usual 40 Hail Marys and, and fuck off. I got Pete Buttigieg coming in and he booked the hour. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to Dumb and Awful. This is Brett. Everyone was bored. This is Rob at Dumb and Awful. We're talking about Pope shit. We're not talking about Pope shit. I wish we were talking about Pope shit. I love Pope shit. I wanted to be a Pope when I was a kid. Way back in the day when you were doing all the Catholic stuff? Being the Pope is very appealing because it's like it's like being for socialism only there's a position of prime socialism doer that everyone has to listen to, right? I mean, I guess at this point, it's like the closest thing is like Bernie Sanders and like you definitely don't have to listen to him, you Mm -hmm. know? But there's something to be said for the Catholic Church on its face is just trying to do good and make people holy. Like by its own terms, that's its mission statement. And the Pope is the person who is most trying to do that so as a kid being raised in an extremely religious family Mm -hmm. right like the idea of you know what heaven is one thing and earth is another thing and earth is fucked up and heaven is holy but there's one position that is somewhere the midpoint and if you get there everyone has to listen to you and be cool that's appealing right because if you can strive enough in a sort of like technocratic 80s and 90s and you went to jesuit school yeah yeah. i I got a scholarship to a catholic school for at least some of my high school right and so the idea that there's a job on planet earth that if you get into it you can turn to the continent of africa and go i'm sorry i've been wrong about this whole uh prophylactic thing condoms are fine they don't piss god off right being able to turn and be like abortion this is just this is just a medical thing insolation starts at x right right like that as a job that can do good was always very appealing to me and 
I would say up until this day, when I go back to Florida, there are still people that are like, not too late to get your divinity degree because they know <laughs> they know they want me as a spiritual leader, but they're the type of libs that require a degree. <laughs> uh, I literally took an interview with Vanderbilt Divinity School because they have one of like the top Wait, five. you actually talked to them? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They visited my school. Yeah, I was deep in it for a while. Right. Like I had very good test scores and was the type of dumb that was kind of religious at the time. So Vanderbilt <laughs> made made an effort, you know. I've always been deeply uncomfortable with uh really strict traditions and sort of that like pomp and ceremony. I don't no, know. Brett, that's what's so I'm so, I'm sorry, but that's what's so great about it, right? Like that I was Protestant, but the allure of Catholicism was always exactly that. It was how inexorably horny the whole thing was (laughs) because what you get on the protestant side is like uh you can sing in church which by the way was not permissiveness for me i didn't want to sing in church so this was more draconian than like you get to sing in church i wasn't asking for it basically (laughs) right you know what i was asking for strict rules Nobody demanding I express myself. <laughs> Just give me like eight things I can say and everything's fine and you won't bother me. And that was Catholicism. And then once you start looking into it, like the hierarchy of it, this is why, like, look, Protestantism is cool because you can basically just like look at a cloud and be like, hey, cloud, you're standing in for God right now. Will you forgive me for everything I've ever done? And that cloud can look back at you and go like, sure thing, buddy. And whether or not that's real is incidental. You're forgiven because that's the way we've set up our fucking confessional mechanics in Protestantism. Catholic Church, on the other hand, there's lots of rules. There's lots of pageantry. But like they're not the sorts of rules that you can't learn them because they're kind of counting on like 3.8 billion people figuring them out. Right. So really, it's just this like theology that's just constantly bound up in pageantry and it's inexorably horny and like that's literally the dialectic of both the church and hotness in the military (laughs) yeah pageantry tied up in being horny that you can't act on that's the military baby buddy that's everything i need right there (laughs) what more does a human need that's hot rights jesus rights the the fucking usmc act that's everything all in one (laughs) look i've only been thinking about this for basically four minutes but i'm already a better pope than francis (laughs) you could have gone to divinity school and then gone in the military just be the pete buddha judge of the papacy (laughs) just incredible just have dead eyes quoting encyclicals from like 1699 I could do that. <laughs> Some Marines come up and tell you about the various fuckeries they've gotten up to. One more sacrament for Chesty Puller. <laughs> <laughs> there are still people in Florida that when I go back are disappointed in me who are like, it's not too late to take the cloth. I mean, everybody in back in Florida is disappointed. It's in like, me, buddy, so. the fact that you're <laughs> bored on Sunday because like the most white bread the fucking guy who's ever picked up an NIV is currently droning at you. That's not my problem. <laughs> like move somewhere that God isn't reclaiming into the ocean. <laughs> uh, it was, it was a shockingly easy transition from a Jesuit Catholic high school to the military. It was very familiar. Once again, just being deeply uncomfortable while everyone around you seems committed to this bizarre pageantry and show. I love that shit. Again, just because how like it, it it's it it's so like button up and chased in defiance of natural law and God's <laughs> will. It is. Like like God made man and woman and then he said, "Oh shit, okay, ignore all that if you're in the priestly class." <laughs> as far as I can tell, he didn't even put that restriction on the Levites, so I don't understand how we got here. But I'm down for it. (laughs) I remember going on mission trips when I was young. We do mission trips to like central Florida or various like very rural areas. Just one neighborhood over? No, I mean we'd travel (laughs) a little bit and it'd be like sugarcane fields or like citrus fields. And we would build a home for the pastor that was the missionary to the the immigrant the migrant workers in the field 
And I remember asking like, hmm, well, instead of building this home, wouldn't Christ want us to go out in the fields and look after the, the people doing the field work? And I don't remember the answer, but it was very much like, just fucking put up the drywall. <laughs> put up the drywall. Take a picture with these Puerto Rican kids. Go home. Listen, kid, you're right. not supposed to ask questions about this. Class analysis is not a part of Jesus, even though if any of us read the New Testament, we'd see it very much is. <laughs> but we're not reading the New Testament because we're from Florida, and we got one guy that does the reading for us. <laughs> And he says we got to protect our gun laws. <laughs> Florida is very much a sinners in the hand of an angry God kind of state. It's uh, look, God created all of the world and he watches over us. But if he took a break on Florida, I'm just saying I understand. <laughs> you like in Catholic shit would explain why you really want me to watch Young Pope, though. Young Pope is so good. If you aren't watching Young Pope on HBO and it airs tonight the new season it's confusing i understand because there is a there's two pope shows right now one is called the new pope right and it's about pope francis and pope benedict but the show called the young pope features a new pope called john malkovich <laughs> and there's a younger pope in the new pope that is francis but it don't think about it too hard it's a good time to be the Pope and just watch the shows. He's very horny. <laughs> but the real takeaway here, look, I'm not here to do promo for papacy-based prestige television. <laughs> despite despite my, that being a category. Despite my entreaties to HBO's social team, they will not get back to me. And so I say watch <laughs> watch both watch the HBO Pope show or the Netflix Pope show. I can't tell them apart. But do it of your own volition, because I'm not getting paid enough to promote one or the other. But I do know that you wanted to reach absolution for all of your Elizabeth Warren takes. What's that about? <sighs> it's been a hell of a... The New York Times endorsed her and Amy. So you got two flavors of girl boss. Oh, my God. Can we talk about the New York Times endorsement thing? Because we talked about the Warren thing a little bit now. It, it, it's, it's, it's watching... Buddy, I don't got anything to say. I've just been ideologically pure from the day I was born. That's why nobody ever critiques me on Twitter. They just say, thank you, Rob, for your service. I love you. <laughs> also, I love the way you dress. You're very hot. I love you so much. That's all of my DMs. <laughs> but your DMs are different, so justify them. Those are actually my DMs. But uh... <laughs> I don't believe that to be true. No one's ever offered me a political correction on Twitter. Ergo. I have perfect politics. <laughs> this is the marketplace of ideas our president and also communist class has dictated. <laughs> and no one has any corrections for me other than to point out that actually Dayan was one of the original ones left off the 16 lineup, but added onto twice after the fact. Now, obviously I know that, but that's not what I'm here to discuss. And it doesn't change the current situation whereas elizabeth warren's situation does so brett i started liking her right before the crash because she had started getting out there as somebody saying like this debt is ridiculous the banks are fucking you right that's different for you because normally you like girls after they crash and are most vulnerable <laughs> <laughs> that's a good one uh, uh no but he, he did like warren before the before the crash so right before but it, so it became like she was somebody politically that I, one of the few people politically that I thought was good. And then over time, as my politics evolved, I got to the point where I went, at least she's a good ally, right? That's why I landed on like, yes, Bernie for sure is better. Um, and you can hear me saying that in every episode all the way back. But, but I thought that she was still a very good ally. I thought she just was limited. We and did a Warren episode, yeah. an episode on, so we did episodes on all the various candidates and before primary. we got tired. Yeah, all the ones that we cared to do. And Warren was one. I, I remember on Booker, even, you laid out positive policies. Like, was it the Freedom Dividend? or? Yeah, he had an interesting one where uh, basically you'd get a ton of money at 18 that you could do with whatever you wanted to invest in a, a college or a job or a house, which I thought was an interesting idea. And with Warren's recap, I mean, it's like 90 minutes long, but what was the main positive takeaways from the Warren thing again? I think what we landed on was... She seems like a decentish progressive ally, or at least I thought you were much more suspicious. So kudos to you on that one. All credit where it's due. 
um, but that she seems to have suspect political instincts, um, can do some dumb things when pressed, but that she largely shows up to vote for the right policies. She seems to back Bernie on those things. Uh, and, and, but, you know, the sort of like larger failing of her uh platform was that it was sort of blinkered because she was stuck in the capitalist framework of trying to fix it it's funny when you say capitalist framework i don't think that just affected her campaign in terms of the way it's being run and the way that they dealt with medicare for all right yeah. but you said that foreign policy is one of the areas where she lost you um i don't think you can have a foreign policy without the inflection of a capitalist or socialist viewpoint certainly we see that with bernie and people on the left who criticized him for his foreign policy though now it really isn't the time for that what is the uh the capitalist infused foreign policy of liz warren that made you finally like pull out where previously you were on board you can say all you want that i'm gonna pull troops from uh, afghanistan and iraq and then if you turn around and give more money to keep them there where the fuck do your ideals lie Right. So that that is it for me. You, you can't be for the system in place for giving the Department of Defense more money for giving all these fucking defense contractors more money and then be like, but by the way, I'd like to scale down what we've got. It's like, why would I believe you? you you're empowering the very people who are going to ensure this shit keeps happening. So at a certain point, like the actions sort of belie what she's saying. Did that upset you more or less than the whole America will never be a socialist nation? And then Liz Warren standing up and applauding Trump. No, that I expected. That, that was, was just like, look, you got to play the game. To, to get I just ahead. thought she was dumb. Again, that's that like dumb political instincts thing. I was just like, she's just being an idiot. I don't like, I fully disagree with this. This is dumb. The foreign policy thing was upsetting because it's like, don't, don't take these fucking positions and then vote in a way that directly contradicts them. Like it's not that fucking hard. Like this is a really, and it's not even one of those things where like you need to justify it. You're a fucking senator from Massachusetts. Like it, it's pretty easy to, to, piss off defense contractors because that state is not going to crush you for it right it's not virginia where half of the people in the goddamn state work for the defense industry right like you, you don't even need to do it for political reasons like just just take a goddamn stand like it doesn't it doesn't make sense to me that she needs to do that but that was incredibly frustrating combined with the medicare for all thing that was infuriating to me because one of the things we talked about when we did the Canada episode was that she seemed waffling about it. And I, we were concerned. And I was like, no, I think she'll actually back it at the end of the day. Dead wrong. Dead fucking wrong. She's, she's a person who comes from this history of like, oh, I became a Democrat because I saw the evidence of the way the banks fucked people and the way debt fucks people. What the fuck is medical debt? What do you, like, dude, how does that not factor into this equation? She has really selective perception. Yes. Like a lot of Liz Warren followers are very happy to cancel someone over not being and look i'm i'm to the left of them so just know where i'm coming from here right like i'm i literally correct people's language in counter-strike lobbies okay you don't want to be me i'm way over <laughs> to the left right but liz warren supporters will readily correct someone for not being woke enough online yeah. but tolerate a candidate that was a republican through Reaganomics, through the AIDS crisis of Bush, yeah. through triangulating, through Clinton and Third Way, right? Yep. It it doesn't make any sense the 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 degree to which they're willing to. I mean, I guess it makes sense if you have a class analysis. The degree to which they're willing to look the other way on shit, like even the, well, you know, I'm Cherokee and thus I I have high cheekbones. Guess what? I have high cheekbones too. And literally from the moment I, w I, I have memories of being four years old and being told, well, you know what? Your great grandmother was full Cherokee Same. and she, it's what they call squaw. And they were married uh, to, to your great grandfather. And that's why like a lot of people in the South have that story. Yes. Some of it I'm sure is true. Some of it is not, not it's all family, it's predatory either way. Yep right it's a justification that incidentally might be true in some points but you want to talk about looking the other way every non-upper class person i've ever met has at least in the south right they've heard this story about being like some percent native american and they've gone oh yeah that's bullshit i mean i'm clearly 
white. I certainly don't benefit from this, and I'm pretty sure my family is just telling a story like, yeah, we're all also uh, related to that guy. For, we're all also related to William Wallace. We're all related to Sir Francis Drake. Oh, we're related right? to Robert E. Lee is what I got. Like, yeah, no. like everyone in the South has that story, and by the time you're double digits in age, you know to discard it, right? Yeah. The fact that Liz Warren held on to that until she was social security age makes me Put think, it on college applications, makes job me think applications. Either there's a question in judgment for her, and that's a big euphemistic questioning like your judgment, mm-hmm. or it's just that for upper class people, this is just fine accoutrement. And you know what? Most of her voters and donors are in that upper echelon, and that's why this Native American thing actually hasn't hurt her, because all the people who realize this is bullshit and you should know better weren't going to vote for her in the first place. And all the upper class people who are like, ooh, what's this again? Also have a vested interest in keeping that myth alive because they're doing it in their own life. Exactly. But, I mean, that that to me is just like, it's such an easy fundamental thing to just go like, well, no, I'm not. Yeah, we talked about that. It's just super racist. It was just incredibly racist the whole time. The fact that she stuck with it was racist. The fact that she took forever to fucking apologize for it. It, it, it. You know, it's just casual racism that she used to further her career. And it's fucking bullshit. And everybody like it was infuriating at the time as someone who liked her. I was like, this is the dumbest thing. Shut just stop fucking doing this. Right. But then like for me, the parts of her that I did like also took hits with one bagging off all his policies, but then the federalist thing coming up. Cause I, I thought of her, I actually defended her as being just like apolitically Republican for a long time, as in just, she has money and she's not paying any fucking attention. Right. Or she's just not paying any attention in defaults, which is a thing that happens in a lot of parts of the country, but no, you don't go to the fucking federalist society. If you're not paying attention, like that's not a thing. I'm sorry. Like that doesn't exist. Yeah. There is, there is not paying attention right? Like as a dumbass, which is pure as the driven snow. I'm speaking for my people here. You're just a <laughs> dumbass. You don't know how anything works. When you turn on the faucet, I don't know how water comes out. If you say Jesus, I'll believe it. If you say Mayor Bloomberg, fine. It doesn't affect me. <laughs> right? That's one type. Then there's the type more common, smarter than than me, which is like, I know every time I, I get those three stripes on my feet that fresh adidas some child in southeast asia has suffered for it but i can't really affect it so i guess i'm just okay by default with the status quo and i'll buy it and i'll feel bad about it a little bit and i'll bring it up if anyone presses me that is where i thought elizabeth warren existed same that band then there's the next step which is yeah, I, I know that, but I actually think this is good. And I have prepared remarks for the Federalist <laughs> Society where oh. I wear a cravat and a jurist robe to stand at a podium oh my God. and talk to them about tax rates and international trade policy and how actually this is maybe not the worst thing in the world and we need to protect our way of life. Look, I've made some mistakes in my life, certainly, and they've been extremely embarrassing. Not Federalist Society embarrassing, though. Nope, nope. She had a lot of good things about her and a lot of obvious flaws, and I could see the flaws and recognize them and go, at this point, I do think she's a decent ally. I do think she could be a decent progressive. And through the course of the campaign, what has basically happened is she's given up. She's shown herself to be willing to sacrifice all of the ideology, all of the goodwill, for what? Right? Like, like To be a craven politician, which is something she is really bad at and has always been really really terrible at which i thought everyone knew what she was good at was being semi-authentic and going after people we all hate which is bankers everybody fucking hates wall street where's the anti-banker rhetoric from liz that has just vanished fucking vanished on this campaign where is the thing that got her to the party where is the anti-banker rhetoric it has been softened into a wealth tax, which is a very good policy that I agree with. It's too small, but I agree with that policy. Yes. It has been softened into a wealth tax. Her thing is basically 2 and 3% all the way up. Bernie's uh, accelerates a lot quicker and caps out a lot higher. Yes. So all of her criticism and, and critiques of bankers and Wall Street has just coalesced down into the 2% wealth tax, and it's just her arguing that it's not going to be that bad. She's even softened the rhetoric on that. 
It was, they absolutely should pay. It's ridiculous. Look at all these structural flaws in the system because of the wealthy. And now it's turned into, listen, if you just give a little bit, the society will, now she's, it, it seems like she's begging for no, the wealthy to I'm allow her. I'm glad you say that. It, it's, it's sorry. It's apologizing for oh human God. rights. She is ringing a bell by a pot where she knows billionaires walk by and say, if it'd be all right with you, I don't want to upset the donors, but if you could throw just a uh, 2%, the equivalent of pennies and her campaigns been marketing, like the pennies campaign, like it's just 2%. It's like, don't beg for human rights. They have enough to go around. Like compare that current Warren, that sort of like begging for the largesse of the fucking upper class to the Warren who talks to the Wells Fargo CEO and fucking grills him. Like where the fuck did that Warren go? And so I, I am forced to make the assumption based off of her current actions that all of these things were false. She didn't really believe any of them that strongly. And what's most important to her is power, which even more upsettingly means that the Obama bro take on her was accurate, that she really was just in it for the power and she was trying to go a different route than through the Obama uh, tree. And that's all that was happening. Well, she's no longer doing the different route because oh, the no, anti-capitalist, no. anti-banker shit has evaporated. So now she's just completely given over to the Clintonite staffers who have successfully won no elections. Great. Yeah, that that talking point about how no no man on this stage has won an election. She said at the debate in thirty years, and then Bernie literally got into power exactly 30 years ago is it has all the hallmarks of Clintonian strategizing because because it is both very specific a talking point and also completely wrong and avoidable by even any amount of legwork oh my god like self-sabotaging in its specificity it's upsetting it is upsetting I thought I thought we had more allies than we did that's really where I'm at. I when thought, you say we and allies, what are you talking about? I thought the left had, I liked to believe that while many lives would 100% rather throw us under the bus than ever ally with us, that there are, you know, left-leaning libs who will push come to shove either ally or not fuck us. Where the fuck are they? Because I'm, I'm struggling to find them. Between her and Stephen Colbert in the same week being like, actually, class interests above all, fuck y'all. Thanks, guys. Thank you, early 2000s uh, political figures that I liked. Yeah, as if Stephen Colbert didn't do enough with his uh, rally to restore sanity. Oh, yeah, that is when I stopped. He's gone full-on uh, Bernie bros or sexist. It, it's like he's fucking Rebecca Traister in fucking 08, repeating the same shit that she's doing now, which is Obama bros are poisoned by irony and want to harass Hillary stands out of supporting the righteous candidate. It is... 12 years later and Stephen Colbert has taken up the mantle. It's like you hate you hate to fucking see it. I I genuinely do. I I would like to believe these people to be better than that. Yeah, it's it's tough when one side has like literal trillions of dollars and fame and mass media exposure and tells you that uh all you have to do is ratify the system that exists and it'll be a ratification of the same meritocracy that got you to this high position in the first place people like stephen colbert are absolutely going to lay down and do whatever it takes for that as for where are the real leftists that wind up being allies in the future that's why bernie's not me us thing is so powerful yes right i was talking to somebody who was like but bernie just had a heart attack i was like yeah that doesn't bother me as much because i'm not into worshiping the person bernie to me funny old man he's a funny dude i like that he yells at people i like these curmudgeonly i like that he doesn't want to hang out with tom steyer these are all things i relate to <laughs> right but i don't care that much if bernie lives or dies outside of his like policy perspective right yes a big part of bernie is saying that if warren got in you still got gerrymandering right you've still got a federal judiciary that's totally packed you've got a supreme court that's totally fucked right mm -hmm. you got a census coming up that's extremely crucial you've got an electoral college you've got a senate versus house uh representation issue when it comes to one person one vote 
You've got money in politics, right? You've got all these things that a single male or female representative in the executive branch isn't actually going to be able to solve, right? right? Bernie is the only candidate currently running on the Democratic side. I'm not a Democrat, but I will vote in the general, right? He's the only person currently running on the Democratic side that says, I see that. Yep. And the issue is we need more people on the left to be lifted up and to be in positions of power so they can do something about that, right? And when you look at Ilhan Omar, when you look at Ilhan Omar, when you look at AOC, when you look at Rashida Tlaib, right? The not we, us thing is raising a bench of people so that if Bernie gets struck by lightning today, there's still a next generation. The whole yes. thing doesn't die with him. It's not hero worship. It's not finding a vicarious avatar to represent all of your grievances with workplace culture or the culture and media at large, right? It's not saying, I wish there was more representation in Star Wars. Ergo, I want more representation in the executive branch, yeah. right? Liz Warren talks about big structural change, but it's all predicated upon her being able to work the levers of power that have already been jammed shut through the last 15 years of GOP maneuvering. Bernie does have that bench of leftists. That's where they are. It's just right now, they're in the G League, right? They're in the minor leagues. Yeah. They're, they're getting their experience and leveling up. And the only way to see them come to fruition is through getting a Bernie presidency. That's why it's so important right now to win Iowa, to support Bernie, to cold call, to do everything you can. He's the only one that has leftists on the bench that he's raising up. Yes. Who is Liz Warren raising up? Fuck, Ayanna Presley? I don't know. Even even that seems they barely communicate, so I don't know about that one. But but the other thing Bernie does that like gets constantly made fun of by the media, who genuinely doesn't seem to understand this, is they go, how do you get things through the Republicans? Like these Republicans are this big roadblock. How are you going to do it? And all of the media figures seem to think like the best method is to continue to compromise, which makes no fucking sense. Get in the room with them and use your persuasion check. It's ridiculous. And then Mitch McConnell goes like, damn, you really convinced me. Turns out I've been a dumbass this whole time. Here, have 400 gold and single-payer health care. Like, it's fucking Fallout New Vegas. It's all the fucking West Wing to them still. They still think it's the fucking West Wing. Then they then they turn around and go, well, Bernie is, is trying to create this vision of power that resides outside of Congress and presidential and executive authority that resides in labor movements and in the people. And that's that's ludicrous, and that won't work. Motherfucker, why do you think Trump gets things done? Why do you think the Republicans are on his side? Because he can push a giant group of people to get rid of Republicans to fuck with him. That's how that works. He's effectively using that exact fucking form of power. It's also the only form of power leftists have ever been able to harness to get things done. Like, yes, people power is the most important part. The fact that the New York Times, of all people, took a break from fucking doing more race theory, race science bullshit to go, oh, that seems suspect. Like, shut the fuck up. Every single thing you've supported has failed miserably. It's telling that in the FX series, New York Times, who, do the, who does the editorial board, dumbest people alive, who do they endorse? It's telling that the Salzburg uh, metric for that, which they published for transparency's sake, uh, talked about the candidate most positioned to uh, bring back stability, promote capitalist free markets, and bring stability to South America. Those were all on the actual metric. Ugh. So I don't think we can be surprised that Bernie Sanders didn't place top four <laughs> by that metric. I will say New York Times endorse, endorsing Warren makes a ton of sense because both of them, by virtue of creating more attention on themselves, have made it easier to convince people that they're entirely ineffective fucking idiots on the political stage. This hasn't done anything for the New York Times credibility, uh, for their cachet, nothing. All, all it's done is convince people that they're a bunch of fucking idiots, especially since you just published two race science articles in the last month and a half. First of all, if, if you're a Warren supporter, and I have friends that are Warren supporters, those are like very much the one other candidate whose supporters I might be friends with are Warren people. <laughs> yes. Right? And actually, oddly, Yang people too. 
because it all comes from the premise of shit's fucked up and we need to do something. Yeah. Right? Now, now, Yang's UBI, uh, if you don't understand why that isn't precisely the answer, short, short response, uh, it's in place of a social safety net. But you can basically Google that. Warren doesn't really go further enough. And Bernie's actually has some sort of comprehensive plan that fills in all the holes, right? How fucking pissed off must you be if you're in the Warren camp right now? So I was talking to my friend, and he was just like, here's what I think's going on. Regardless of the morality of it, you know, you leak this thing, you realize that to your left, there's no purchase, right? And mm-hmm. to your right, there's a lot of people willing to offer different flavors. So what you do is kind of what Bernie's doing, which is... You want to energize the base that is currently not paying attention or interested. And if you do this and you do it right, you energize all the women and you make it a Corbyn-esque referendum, right? Instead of being a referendum on Brexit, we make the U.S. election a referendum on can a woman be president? And you slip it out there and you make that sort of the low-key takeaway from the debate and then you're good. That's probably the like... Game theory, electoralism, this is why she might have done that, right? Right. It might be justifiable in terms of outcomes, right? Mm -hmm. So she does that, and it doesn't go well at the debate, right? (laughs) The CNN moderator botches it by completely ignoring what Bernie says and goes like, now, when Bernie lied to you, how did you feel about that? Which got an actual laugh line. Thank God. If that didn't get a laugh line live, we might have been in trouble. Yeah, that's <laughs> right. True. The fact that that got mockery in person meant that Warren had to do her big show-stopping pre-planned can't answer yeah. about sexism in a response to laughter. <laughs> right? <laughs> and then the 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 not wanting to shake his hand when he puts it out there and you called me a liar on TV and the CNN audio, all that just resulting in Again, the 25K new donators to Bernie's campaign, the $4 million in fundraising just in a couple of days, right? And then you get the New York Times endorsement, and it's you and Klobuchar. <laughs> it's saying, well, you could support Warren if you're a dreamer, but the realists support Klobuchar. <laughs> it's like, these are supposed to be your moments, and each of them are redounding to other people. It's a rough time to be a... a Incompetent politician, yeah, it is. I mean, I shouldn't ask you for takes because your dog should have given Warren takes clearly, as we've proven. Well, what do you think is is on the horizon for her? She's clearly pulled like, well, fuck it, fuck all the snake stuff. We're doing the me or someone in my team, which I don't know what's more damning. She calls the the hit herself, or she's just totally enthralled a Clintonian fucking consultants who call the hit neither are good neither are good right and then getting the new york times endorsement but it pisses everyone off and it says well if you want to be a realist go to one of our main competitors playing the women against each other like this has been a fucking disaster as far as i can tell where does she even go from here all she can do is double down on this but i think i think the new york times split endorsement kind of that might have made it all worth it for her and her people but I think them splitting the endorsement is sort of hilarious because they kind of created the grounds for that by saying it should be a referendum on women and then forgetting Klobuchar is still here. That's basically what happened is they went, guys, you should vote for a woman. Oh, fuck. There's more than one of us. Oh, shit. Fuck. I feel like if she if she does this play and then gets alone the New York Times endorsement, this is a savvy move because then you've made it the Corbin thing, right? It It's... Bernie said a woman couldn't win. Uh, I said that a woman could win. New York Times goes for me as someone who bridges the divide between progressive and realist, who is a woman who can set things straight with Donald Trump, set things straight in the culture, and full speed ahead. That might have worked. But like everything Warren rolls out, it was just fucking bungled top down, box, yeah. and now I just don't know what happens. Flip side, everything's clo- coming up Klobuchar right now. <laughs> Good. Continue. Go Cause, ahead. Because, I mean, like, there's no way she's going to win, which we all know. She's, she's got the charisma of a rock. She abuses her labor, which New York Times is very eager to skim over that bit, right? Uh, uh, along with tossing out some 
totally bullshit inflammatory right wing talking point about immigrants. Her bangs and agit pie are the only two things currently still doing the Harlem Shake in 2020. <laughs> Uh, but uh, I mean, at this point, this has worked out so much better for Klobuchar than she could have ever anticipated. No one's interested in you. And yet every single media property is carrying water for you. And I know she doesn't have that much support in the party. Otherwise, Biden wouldn't be in, uh, running right now. Right. So th th there's some bizarre thing that's going on where people are just trying to elevate Klobuchar so badly. And she's such a mediocre politician. I love it. I genuinely love that. Yeah. Again. Uh, very funny as long as it doesn't turn out like the last time we tried to elevate a mediocre politician against the wishes of the electorate, which was 2016. And I'll be honest, I haven't loved how that's gone. Yeah, Klobuchar doesn't have any charisma, though, so I'm not worried about it. She doesn't have, there's nobody who ever has seemed remotely interested in voting for her passionately. Like, it's always been like, I guess. Yeah, Klobuchar seems like a safe place for people to siphon votes to. Yeah, because they're the type of people where it means a lot to be a capital D Democrat, but will actually fall in line with whoever the nominee is. Exactly. All it does is, quite frankly, help Bernie because it's going to steal votes from Warren, Buttigieg and Biden. OK, cool. Split that vote even more. I'm totally fine with that. Nobody's going from Bernie to Klobuchar. It is kind of amazing that the fucking. And if you know that person, send them to me. Going from Bernie to Klobuchar. Yes. If that human exists, please send them my way. I, I know who that them. human is. That's a malnourished Twitter simp who has 460 followers who had a Tinder date with a collegiate soccer player and crushed his head with her powerful thighs one time. And for the rest of his life, he supports and canvases for Amy Klobuchar for reasons he cannot fully understand. <laughs> <laughs> oh. That's the Bernie to Klobuchar pipeline. It goes through the legs of soccer playing collegiate. <laughs> By the way, the other little bit about the New York Times endorsement, I mean, all of it was insane, was the fact that Cory Booker's top four, right? I, Look, that's very specific, but you can't say it's wrong. <laughs> Where I kept thinking, like, who is, who is he appealing to with this, like, love everybody bullshit? And apparently it's the New York Times editorial board. That's who he's appealing to. So that was hysterical to me that somebody who no one was interested in, they were like bemoaning, like, oh, we're so out of touch. We can't possibly understand why nobody loved Cory Booker as much as we did. But I will give Cory Booker one kudos. There was one story that got lost this week that I do appreciate. What usually happens when a politician ends their campaign, especially on the Republican side, but even on the Democrat side, is none of the volunteers usually get informed by the candidate. Uh, often you don't get paid for like the last few days as well. If you're working for the campaign, they just tell you to fuck yourselves. Uh, like better O'Rourke, when he quit, he was holding a rally somewhere and didn't tell anybody about it. They had to hear about it from the news, right? That's how it usually goes. Cory Booker to his credit has gone to all of his big campaign offices and talked to people in person and apologized and told them, thank you for their work. A little bit of human decency from Cory Booker. I appreciate that. Uh, the other genuinely great piece of political news this week was a bunch of the lefty politicians who are running for candidate for office uh, all up and down the ballot a bunch of them got together and formed a rose caucus right which you should check out if you haven't they're at rose caucus on twitter rosecaucus.com um, and it's explicitly socialist uh, you're required to sign on for anybody for, to be a part of the caucus as a politician you're required to sign on to their large extensive platform that they're flushing out further it starts with abolish the cia to give you some sense of who these people are right wonderful two of the interviews that we've done with uh people running for this for 2020 charlie madison winters in colorado and jesse screen for senate in delaware both of them are in the rose caucus to give you some sense if you listen to those episodes so it's wonderful people uh pushing genuine socialist policies uh and running for Congress, state Senate seats, state congressional seats, and United States Senate as well. So it's up and down the ballot. Take a look at that. Uh, it's fucking amazing. I was so excited to see that. But I'm excited to see what more policies come out from them. Um, everything so far has been good. They're going to do like actual fleshed, fleshed out um, in-depth policies because right now it's sort of like a bulleted list of things that they believe. It's a lot of great stuff, though. Uh, I encourage everybody to check it out. So Rose Caucus does have a central donation link as well that will go to every candidate within the Rose Caucus. They'll split the donations. 
Uh, and as proof of how easy it is, here's what we'll do. If you come into the Discord with proof that you donate to the Rose Caucus, we will match it. Again, if you come into our Discord, Dumb and Awful Discord, there's a link in the show Don't notes. Don't do it. I'm trying to buy the Final Fantasy XIV whale mount. It, <laughs> it's a blue whale, and you can fit four people on the back of it. It costs $30. I was going to spend the Patreon money on that, but if you're ungrateful for the riffs you receive, continue listening to Brett right now. <laughs> So you can go and donate to the Rose Caucus specifically. Give us some proof you donated in our Discord, and we will match it as well. You don't have to do that, but given that I asked Jess for Delaware about uh, K-pop and whether she would invade North Korea to defend Dalian of Twice, I feel like all of us together owe her something. So <laughs> and she does get money within the uh, Rose Caucus uh, At least as well. consider it. <laughs> but if you don't, just know I'd look pretty fucking sick rolling through ishgard with a blue whale mount bunny girl on a blue whale mounts nice look i can't emphasize all the good work i'm doing for hot rights within the world of eorzea <laughs> nobody <laughs> disputes this uh all right y'all that'll be it for us uh this has been brad real sport that was rob at dumb and awful our show account is at dumb awful show please follow the show account we're trying to get it to a thousand because for some fucking reason that's what people judge these fucking podcast by i didn't know this so we're pushing it now can i can i talk to you guys for a second i don't like doing this but apparently if you're on itunes or a podcast and you put five stars on our podcast and then type anything literally anything if you just type like hedgehogs are cool as your review for this podcast it helps the algorithm immensely i know this because people keep following me like with fresh accounts and their followers are like Trevor Noah, Hillary Rodham Clinton, Radio Lab, and you, dumb and awful. And I know <laughs> I know that's just the algorithm being confused by our five stars and reviews. <laughs> There's no way Twitter is doing that on purpose. So again, as long as anywhere you can, you're fucking the algorithm, keep keep doing it because I think it's bringing people in. And we also have bonus episodes on Patreon. Check that out as well. Uh, we'll have another one out this week for all the patrons. Someone followed me on Twitter. It was just me, Chrissy Teigen, and Ellie Valley. <laughs> I don't know what the algorithm is up to, but don't make it go back to work. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Thanks, y'all. Thanks for listening. Have a good one.